Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're in Philadelphia for fight night. It's not fighting tonight. Yeah. Or ever again. <laughs> I'm done, yeah. George Groves, how are you, mate? I'm good. Very yeah? Good. Yeah, yeah. You've obviously come out to uh, support Luke Campbell. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's got a, a 10 rounder tonight, but there is a bigger picture after this for Luke. He's obviously in line for a shot. Possibly Mikey Garcia. See what happens with his spent spice this week, but he's ready again. Yeah, no, he's definitely in and amongst it. You know, he's, uh, I don't think he's got a clear and decisive run to the top for his next world title fight. But um, it will be, will be you know, inevitable that he's, he's in a position to fight for it soon. Um, He's, uh, he's been looking great in the gym, he's in great shape, coming out here just kind of getting the job done. And, uh, yeah. Should we just step this way? Just step here and then... Loud people. Yes. It's all good, it's all good. Um, yeah, so, yeah, um, obviously Luke's kind of avenged the Mendy defeat now, so that's out of his system, so, yeah, now it's kind of chasing the world title. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that was a tough fight to have, you know, um, when he's still bedding in a new relationship in terms of, like, working with Shane McGuigan. Um, I feel, I, I saw it, you know, you, you can tell when the fighter and the trainer sort of gel really well and I felt uh, Luke was looking great in the gym, you know, Shane was really getting the best out of him. Um, but then he got that, he got that, um, that proof in the pudding by, you know, um, getting that great win and avenging that loss. You know, at the end of last year. So uh, he's been in the gym. You know, he's he's, he's he's fit. He's healthy. He's, he lives a life, Luke. So um, he's, a, he's a he's an ultimate professional. And uh, I like to really kick on this year. I think this is the year where he will um, fulfil his dream and win a, win a world title. So you know, he's uh, don't know too much about the opponent to be honest. You know, we've had a little bit today. Young. Young, yeah. You know, he's got he's got a couple of losses on his record, but um, I think he's a bit of a puncher. You know, so yeah. These sort of these sort of fights where you know 
there's a lot on the line, but there's not a lot of accolade on the line as such. You've got to stay switched on. You know, he's, he's come away from home. Um, you know, he's had to acclimatise this week, um, stay focused. You know, stuff like making weight, and make sure you're fit, and that. But you know, it's, it's easy for Luke Campbell. So uh, yeah, just go out there and do, do a good job, solid job. You know, re-establish himself out here in the states, and obviously, you know, for all the viewers back home in the sky as well. Absolutely. So, what has George Groves been doing? Uh, absolutely nothing. <laughs> I, ran, I ran up the rocky steps today. We saw that. Yeah, yeah, we, we saw good. that. Yeah, I put that on Instagram. You know, obviously, uh, if I'd really planned ahead. I'd have got the grey tracksuit, the red headband, a little, little fluffy wig, you know, and I would have looked, I would have looked the absolute bollocks, but didn't. I just had the, the, you know, the fat belly, the bull tweed, got to the top of the stairs, but absolutely nailed the celebration, the shadow boxing, celebrate. You know, I've seen that film, I've seen it a million times, I know, I know every word, inside out, grew up with it. Uh, Is this your first time in Philly? First time in Philadelphia. Yeah. It might be the last time, you never know. So, uh, you know, I'm. I'm I'm living my best life, you know, <laughs> up and down the the, uh, the rocky steps, um, you know, uh, reminiscing about childhood, following a fictional hero of mine. Mm. Um, I haven't spoke to you obviously since I think it was the last time I spoke to you was when you announced your retirement, okay. um, and then I saw you at a press conference with Joshua Miller. But obviously since then, um, James Segal has announced his retirement uh, two weeks ago, or two, two and a bit weeks ago. Um, expected from your point of view? Yeah, no, yeah, definitely expected. You know, I, get, <laughs> I, gave him, I bashed him, like, I gave him a lot of stick, fight, oh, you know, the night he lost, and then a couple of days later I was at the middle of the press conference, and I should have nipped it in a bud then and left him be, but I gave him a bit more stick that day, and um, <clears throat> since then he's retired, and, and rightly so, he's, you know, I think... Uh, he said that he ain't got it no more, which is you know, plain to see. Um, it, happens to, it happens to many fighters. Um, so, you know, he's had, he's, had, he's had a long old career, successful career. He's had his injuries, his ups and downs. Um, and now is certainly the right time for him to walk away from boxing. So, uh, yeah, that's time. It's, uh, it's interesting how kind of rivals deal with other rivals um, retiring from the sport. Obviously, in the heat of the moment, I suppose things can be said, and when you think about it, I mean, you know, you've kind of conducted yourself in a half and half way in terms of kind of giving giving the credit as well. But then you got like yeah, I mean, it's I've got respect for him. I have so much respect for for James Gale. We have I hate him, absolutely despise him, and likewise, still he despises me. Yeah, because I, it's, just, it's over now, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not. It's not even a boxing thing. <laughs> I just don't like him. I just don't really like him. I don't like him at all. So it's not fake when I say, ah, you know, you should be proud of your accomplishments and, you know, uh, best of luck with your future endeavours or whatever. Because the respect's there, you know. I respect the fact that... As a fighter, He stepped up yeah. to the plate and when and his opportunities arrived, he took them, you know. He, you don't get many opportunities at an Olympic, you know, Olympic gold medal and he went. He wasn't ranked at all, you know, most of the guys he bought, I think he had five fights out there and three of them 
had wins over him. You know, but he, he won. Likewise, he was world title shot when he finally came along. He went over to the States and, uh, and, and he nicked a decision. So, fair play to him, do you know what I mean? Uh, for, for, those, for those achievements. Um, when he tries to inflate them, I was thinking of pinning him, but this boxing, that's, it's, it's an opinion sport. You know, if you say something enough times, maybe someone will believe it. So, I'm not sure with that. Respect, as I said, respects there. It's just, uh, uh, and I, I still have to stick with the, stick with the words of. We never have to hear from him again. That thinks we just fine. So, what did you make of Frotch's comments towards the girl? It's hilarious. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't really know where that came from, who upset, who upset Frotch that morning, you know, uh, because he's just got to give the obligatory answer of, yeah, well done, that'll do, you know. Don't worry, Carl, no one's forgot you, you're on TV every week, um, you remind people of your achievements every week. Um, debatable whether he would have backed him up and smashed him maybe he will maybe he wouldn't we don't know we'll never know because he retired is Frotch kind so of maybe, doing this accidentally on purpose because I think a lot of people don't kind of probably get Frotch's sort of kind of strange humour in, in what he knows what he's doing when he's sending these things out and kind of putting it in Carl knows exactly what he's doing well you know you'd hope so <laughs> You'd hope so for his sake, and I don't know well enough on a personal level um, whether he's doing this to become that sort of that pantomime villain, you know, that uh, you know that just keeps him relative. He knows he's going to. He knows if he says something. Maybe he knows if he says something like that, he's going to get a lot of headlines off the back of it. Um, or maybe he just can't help himself. Maybe it's just you know that that god complex coming through, and uh, you know he's not getting enough praise. Not get enough cuddles. I don't know. You know who knows. Uh, but uh, it's entertaining. It's entertaining, to say the it's, least. It's weird because they never fought, but they never even really come close to fighting. Like it wasn't linked that heavily that all oh, they nearly fought. You know, like fights yeah. where obviously your rivalry goes from the amateur days with the gal. But yeah. Frotch and the gal was never really what I call. Yeah, it was talked about as a potential fight when Frotch was champion. So, so after he beat me, I think James Degard that night won the final eliminator to fight for the IBF. So he was going to fight the winner of me and Froch. Obviously Froch won, so he was going to fight Froch. Froch strung it out for a, for a good while. Um, and I don't think Degard really wanted to fight because otherwise he would have done what I did. You know, I'm sure he's clever enough to know that you have to put, apply pressure you know, um, and create a public demand for these sort of fights. And knowing who Froch is, he would have definitely, if there was... Um, a public demand for it as such. He would definitely have had to, out of pride, stepped up to the mark and fought the gale. Um, which, who knows what sort of frost we would have seen after that. It would have been a massive come down from Wembley Stadium, chinning chin me. You know, yeah, it is all downhill from there. You can't beat that. Do you know what I mean? So, um, he did the right thing, bending out, you know, uh, on top after, a, you know, what must have been the most satisfying of wins. Um, but part of him isn't satisfied because it's still, you know, years and years later, he's through grit too. He's on, he can't just say the, you know, the PC retirement speech of, yeah, well done, mate, done your bit, off you go. I want to back him up, smashed him. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so good, it's just so good. So maybe, maybe it is Carl and that's his way and that's, um, that's what his, that's what his niche will be now. Do you know what I mean? Like, Kids are going to retire, and if Carl Frotch doesn't call them out, 
they're going to be absolutely gutted. They're going to know that they didn't quite make it. Well, you haven't made it unless Frotch has no, got something exactly, to say, yeah. You know, um, there were some real funny ones at the time. I can't think of them now off the top of my head. But um, obviously not, not all to do with... Uh, <laughs> I think one of, the, one of the best ones was when Richard Attenborough calls it a day. Frotch will get call them documentaries. I would have made, I'd have backed you up and I would have made the best documentaries. Yeah, good old, good old Cole, Cole beat him. But yeah, I, I just, I remember around that time, I know kind of, it was a fight that, as fans, we kind of wanted to see that, the Gal Frotch fight, but it just never really seen kind of after that fight with yourself that really, it, that fight was ever kind of close to happening on Cole's side. Yeah, no, I mean, from a pub publicity point of view, like, uh, you probably, at a marketing point of view, you'd have needed a couple of, fodder fights maybe Fox would have had a low key fight before the you know going into another domestic clash that would have been a, you know that would have had to have been a big occasion just to make it worth his while um, it was closer to the Chavez fight actually I think yeah that was a fight I that think, he was I think, he, I think that to. was probably a fight that he thought was much easier because that was that was probably the best form of Degal's career I, I think was when he became mandatory before before the, before he boxed for the belt against Durrell, um, he looked really he looked really good. In, when he um, beat Brandon Gonzalez, Gonzalez, that was that who it was. That was at Wembley. At Wembley, yeah, that yeah. was probably the best performance I've seen of him. Um, he was on point. He was sharp. He, um, yeah, I suppose he, he looked he looked for he looked like a real contender. So probably probably Frotch was getting the advice of that he, you know, he had a hard fight with Groves the first time, second fight. You know, it was you got you got you got the most satisfying of wins. Do you really want to go back into you know back into the you know the, the, the cesspool of you know of a domestic rivalry super fight where it could all go Pete Tong and Degal didn't want to didn't want to carry the fight like I carried the fight. Didn't want to sell the fight like I did, and that was evident because he never said nothing. Didn't didn't hear a squeak out of him. Frotch leaves it like eight months, then retires, then Dura, uh, then, then uh, Degal has to wait for a personal situation and goes out and fights Durrell. Mm. I mean, in, in hindsight, it, it probably worked out quite well for him. Durrell was a much easier fight and he got paid quite well for it. And then he'd already done a deal with Al Heyman pre-hand, so he, was, he wasn't the away fighter going into that. He was uh, you know, on par with, with Durrell and won and he had a couple of couple of couple of defences and then he, he, he unified with uh, he tried to unify with Bally Jack and he that was that so mm. yeah, he, he made the right decision he, Frotch made the right decision for him shall we say just the final one uh, George um, just on to kind of Eubank Jr uh, what do you think kind of Eubank Jr do, does now he uh, I think he made some comments the other day saying that he wanted to fight Canelo and yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? It's a massive payday for anyone who fights Canelo. He's not the biggest, you know, any particular way, and he's uh, he's been boxing since middleweight now, uh, regularly junior. So I think he's starting to fill out into that weight class. You know, he's probably going to be a natural size on on Canelo. I mean, that'll be a fight that he'd be a massive underdog, and I don't think he could win. But it's kind of one of them fights where you go and give a good account of yourself. Mm. Um, you know. Being, you know, no, no, no foul, no harm done. I would, I would um, recommend him to fight Canelo. I'll be looking at other world champions in Super Division. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, Anthony Durrell. I'm not sure if he's going to have to have a, uh, a rematch with the Anthony Yildirim. Yildirim. 
I mean, the fact that, that I haven't seen that fight, but uh, from what I've been told, it was pretty close. And obviously, Eubank blitzed him in a couple of rounds. So, you know, sometimes just them little, those little markers in performances, um, stand in good stead for your camp, for your confidence, um, and make you, you know, rise to the occasion. So, uh, I'd be looking at that WBC route if I was junior. But there are some other options out there for him. He's a commercially um, fantastic fighter. In that, you know, he, he does bums on seats um, when he's involved in big fights with, you know, with, with the right opponents. So, uh, I think uh, he's, he's certainly entitled to. He's certainly entitled to a big fight now. Um, if he's ready, uh, he should go for it. In an ideal world, he probably could do with one more um, substantial fight, but not, not a world title fight, just to bed in his new relationship with his new coach, which is probably the first time he's had a proper coach, you know? So, he'll be learning on the job. Um, great win against James Gal, but James Gal is a shell of a fighter that he once was. So, in many ways, it was a, an easier fight for him. Uh, then, then what maybe a, you know a tough, tough rank club fight would be. Okay, George Groves, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. You're starting to sweat, Coogan. Do you know what? I've got a coat on here, which is a really bad yeah, cold. I, they told the me weather, it was cold in Philly. Yeah, is so the nice. weather, the weather hot when we got hot. here was freezing, and now it's warm. So the coat's coming on. Yeah, off, coat's off. Yeah, off. The arms are coming out. Yeah, yeah. it's a good job. I saw you you were for the gym earlier. Get the guns going. <laughs> You got to win the coach got to come off. Absolutely. George, thank you very much for all to IFL TV and uh, no doubt we'll catch up with you yeah, soon. Yeah, no doubt. I'm point. everywhere and I'm in the free store these you're days. You're around now. Yeah. More shows than you are. Top man. Thank you very much, mate. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.